Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leaves. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And want to wish everyone out there a happy new year and hope everyone had a good Christmas uh, or happy holiday. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the holiday special episode that we had last month. And uh, from our Christmas gift guide that possibly you got the ultimate gift for the, or an idea anyways, uh, or no, sorry. At least if you if you got a gift, an ultimate gift for the leaf fan in your life, um, yeah, we hope it, we hope it helped you anyways a little bit. Well, we both uh, both of us got some uh, nice leaf gear this year, but of course, the best present of all is that the NHL is back. Woohoo! Yes. On December twentieth, the league announced that they made an agreement with the players to return to the ice with opening nights scheduled for January thirteenth. So that's basically give or take a week or so from when we're recording this episode. Yeah. So most exciting too, is that there's the newly created North division, uh, which is made up of the seven Canadian teams. And um, yeah, we're really looking forward to the rivalries that are going to be, we're going to be building on maybe that Habs Leafs rivalry will come back again uh, mm-hmm. a little bit because it's been kind of down the last few years. But we've got quite a bit of Leaf talk to get to. But uh, before we do, we want to ask our listeners for a bit of a favor. Uh, yeah, so we, I think most of our listeners know we're always trying to find ways to improve and grow our show. And one of the ways that we can do that is to have our listeners submit a review Um, So once you are done listening to this episode, if you wouldn't mind submitting a review or star rating our podcast, we would really appreciate it. So now let's go through what we're going to talk about in this episode. So obviously, we're going to be saying good riddance to 2020. But we're going to send the year off right with uh, talking about uh, the three top three players, three top leaf players uh, that we felt, uh, you know, were really stood out for 2020. Uh, We're also going to have another Heads Up Ladies segment where we're going to give you a quick league update, noting some important dates and other changes that are upcoming for the the season. We're going to talk about training camp, of course, and what's gone on the first few days of camp. And for those of you who entered our holiday giveaway, we're going to announce the winner of our fantastic prize pack from our friends at Summerfresh. Summerfresh products are handcrafted in small batches and made with simple ingredients like the ones you have in your own kitchen. So happy new year, Leafs Nation. Let's talk Leafs. Okay, so we're going to be sending off 2020 We with the uh, choosing of our top three players based on listening to each of our episodes from 2020. That was quite the process that <laughs> that we went through to listen to all the episodes. And we basically, from all the information that we that we 
gathered and 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 did for all of our episodes, we came up with the top three players. So, um, not in any necessarily in any order, but we're gonna go uh, with William Nylander first. So, uh, Nylander he played sixty eight games, thirty one goals, twenty eight assists, which. Obviously, he was much better than the previous year, which was the year that he, um, I guess, held out for the uh, couple of months uh, for his contract. And I think Sill is actually a little bit more of a Willie fan than me. But yeah, I, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I was actually convinced a little bit the other way after reading an analytic, analytics article um, where they were basically comparing Mitch and Willie and, um, from last season. And which one of these players has the better upside? And they actually projected Willie as having the better upside between the two players. Yeah. And so that link actually, or that the link to that article is in our links of the show notes. So if our listeners want to check it out afterwards. Um, Maybe that will convince a few other people also. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was convinced a little bit, like just looking at numbers and um, yeah, and it's it was quite detailed. So not to say Mitch wasn't, Mitch has his, his um, I guess, positives, obviously, as well, sort of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, everybody, I think, is thinking Willie is, um, again, I think I've said this before, it's just his demeanor a little bit and, and his defensive part of the game maybe isn't that great and he's not a guy to go like into the corner and get the puck and that sort of thing but then he's very dangerous in other parts of his game um and in the last season um mainly in how you mentioned it still in a couple of our episodes last last year actually to say that he is he was going to the front of the net more to get Mm -hmm. the to get his uh scoring opportunities and in that article it actually showed that and um yeah, so he was going, um, this last season stats showed that there was quite a bit of a difference between Nylander and Marner when it comes to goals for in the high danger area. Yeah, so. that's like if you look at those, uh, I guess, the heat maps where they show like, you know, where yes. the player is and yeah. taking yeah. shots so, from and uh, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's basically seems like that's Nylander's uh, office. Yeah. You know, it that's where he kind of likes to hang out. Yeah, the way they worded it is that they said that he is lethal when he gets the puck in front of the net. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. But what did you think of Willie overall from your thoughts? Well, I I think some of those ideas and some of maybe the criticism or why people would sometimes choose Marner over him is it, that's that's where you know you've got analytics on one side and then you've got the eye test on the other side, and so they have very different style, obviously. Um, I would say that last year though, too, wasn't one of Marner's best seasons, even though, you know, if he went the whole season, he was probably going to end up with a similar points total, but, uh, something in his game was eye test wise, not really the same, you know, he didn't kind of have that same flair. He didn't kind of have that same joy. Um, and I think that Nylander had a little bit more of that. But overall, I think both of these players, and especially Willie, is going to be judged, you know, for better or for worse on on how he performs in the playoffs. And I think all anybody's looking for from him for this year 
is more of what he did last year. And we'll see if that makes a difference if he's playing with, you know, VC and Tavares this year, for example. Uh, Tavares, uh, VC is a, a big body and Tavares is also no slouch as far as uh, that goes too. So um, he may get even a little bit more room than he was getting last year. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But um, so Willie, anyways, he was number our number our first pick uh, yeah. from last I, season. I definitely agree that he was a standout last year for sure. Yeah, and then uh, and then the next guy we got is uh, Zach Hyman. Mm-hmm. So Hyman, he missed the first nineteen games of last season, recovering from the torn ACL from the previous playoffs. And I'm sure everybody in Leafs Nation can picture him on one leg taking the face off against Boston in the which Mike Babcock <laughs> decided to keep playing him, and he with the torn ACL and everything, and he managed to get. As, as good a job as he could get done. Um, but the guy is just, he's an energizer bunny is how we, <laughs> I refer to him as. He just, he has the energy, he's consistent, he's versatile. He played on almost every line, one through three uh, last year. We noted it on many of our episodes. And um, this year he's going into his contract year. So we'll see uh s- some of the talk, I guess, is as to how it's going to affect with all these new player additions this year, um, how it's going to affect him and mm-hmm. where he's going to be put in, slotted in the, in the lineup uh, and his role. But, um, but I don't know. I think he's, uh, I mean, you always know what you're going to get from him. He's, uh, he's from Toronto and uh, yeah, I, I, I think Austin Matthews, it's, it's one thing that Mike Babcock, I think definitely got right when he was saying about, True. He he was the a huge fan, a Zach Feynman fan, when everybody else was like, "Why don't you put somebody else with Austin Matthews and William Nylander or Marner or whatever?" Like, mm-hmm. right? But um, yeah, no, he's uh, and he benefits from playing with them as well. I mean, he had the, uh, I I think he yes, he had the twenty one goals and sixteen assists, right? And yes, the twenty one so. goals was the career high. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what'd you think of? Well, uh, obviously, I'm a fan, and I think he's definitely, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, in baseball, you've got certain guys that are utility guys. And I would say, you know, in hockey, that's sort of the role that that he fills, is that I think he's a guy that you can pretty much slot up and down the lineup, and you know what you're going to get from him. So I know last year, they tried uh, him with Kerfoot. I think they're going to try it again. Last year, it was a very short-lived experiment, but obviously, I think this year with um, proper training camp and stuff, maybe they're going to give it a little bit more time, although really, you know, there's not a lot of time to uh, spend on um, experimenting because if things are not going well, <laughs> I think you, with the short season, you have to pull the trigger pretty quickly. But quickly, but they're trying to get they're basically trying to get a shutdown line I think yeah. is what they're mm-hmm. saying right and that's exactly. why they might they might give him and Kerfoot and Mikheyev that trio yeah. they might give them a little bit extra mm-hmm. time to get it going so it, it may not end up being a career year for him offensively um, because his role is going to be a little bit different but uh, I think that he he he's a trusted soldier on this team for sure. And I think that contract wise, uh, I'm really hoping that I have feeling that he does want to stay here 
And of course, the Leafs will want to keep him. So if hopefully they'll be able to come to yeah. some sort of agreement that is works for both sides to be able to keep him here. Yeah, they they got in my opinion they got to try and keep players like at least some players. I mean, you got rid of Naz, you got mm-hmm. rid of Tyler Bozak, and you JVR. Like those were all kind of guys. They're from the old regime, I guess, or old right. team, but but they're guys that loved being Leafs. Mm-hmm. And this is another guy that loves being a Leaf. Right? Yeah, and, and truly, he's not that old. And no. all the other guys that they've brought in that love being Leafs, they're they're, they're yes. old guys. <laughs> so really, how long are they going to last, right? So yeah, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, you got to keep some guys around that are you know more local and and really you know get what it means to be here, right? So yeah. I kind of feel. And yeah. And then next, of course, is everybody's favorite, um, <laughs> Austin Matthews. Yep. I don't know what we can say that everybody else says, but okay. He ended off with 47 goals, uh, 33 assists. He was robbed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Three goals shy of 50, um, which is the only thing that hurts, basically. But um, as a centerman, he he's... He's getting better defensively with how he checks and like he, this. Sometimes I, I miss when we were going to the games. We used to see him like he he just his stick work to check somebody and then he just turns it right around and is going the other way basically right. It's mm-hmm. just it's unbelievable how he can do it. Yeah, his and, takeaways that is a a very special skill that he has that he yeah. can just yeah. basically uh, rob guys all over the ice and uh yeah i and turn I it around very, into offense totally yeah, yeah. and I, then I last still look season forward to that yeah last season he worked on his one timer mm-hmm. so as i was listening to another uh little video on him it's another thing in his toolbox as they worded it mm-hmm. <laughs> another thing and um another thing for appoint- opponents to worry about and He's only 22 years old, mm-hmm. so he can only get better as he keeps practicing and he's, um, which, which is scary, basically, as one other person said, it's terrifying mm-hmm. <laughs> to say that he actually can get better and will get better. I know. Um, yeah. But what'd you think of well, AM34? Obviously, you know that I have yeah. nothing but glowing things to say about him and he's so exciting to watch. I, I saw like a super short video of him. It must've been when he was still in Arizona and he like did some move and scored on the goalie and just some stupid scrimmage thing that they were doing. But it was just so beautiful. (laughs) I was just like, Oh, I miss seeing that so much. And I can't wait uh, to see that again, like in, you know, full speed on the ice in game action um, he's just so talented and so fun to watch. And like you said, like it, the sky's the limit for him. And it's, it's, I don't know, like it's unfathomable what he is going to, you know, end up becoming. And, and <laughs> I, I actually wonder if this year, like, you know, if he can pull off, uh, getting his 50 anyways, even if it's a short season, said. like, I mean, like no one's going to go out on a limb and I'm sure I'm not going to be the first one to try to do that and say he's definitely going to do it. But it's in my mind that maybe he could do and, it. 50 and 39? 
I heard that. I I heard somebody <laughs> say that too. And I, but you know what? The, you know, will I say that? Yes, he will do it. No, I won't go out on a limb and say that. However, it's not an impossibility. It, it could happen. He could oh, yeah. do it. He is the type of player that is talented enough to yeah. pull off something like that. And frankly, the Leafs in their history have never had anybody as talented as him. Never. Like yeah. Matt's was good. This guy, he's yeah, going to blow the pants off Matt's in the end. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Sorry for all those Sundine fans that are probably going to click us off. But anyway, <laughs> but it's just the truth. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so no doubt these three players are all super important to our roster going into this upcoming season. And that's going to start on January 13th against the Habs. So, Hopefully that's going to definitely renew the rivalry. I mean, already on Twitter, it's kind of going a little bit nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think people yeah. are so hockey starved, it's kind of already starting. Yeah. Um, but there are a few changes that are happening in the league that they've introduced for the season. So now we're going to do just a little quick dive into um, that review and give you a heads up on what to look for in the game. So heads up, yeah. ladies, this is what's coming up. Yeah, so um, starting, okay, obviously the season start January 13th is opening night for the regular season. Uh, and then April 12th is the trade deadline. Uh, May the 8th is the last day of the regular season. Then May 11th, the Stanley Cup playoffs begin. And then July the 9th is the last possible day of the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. And I guess that is so to try to avoid any... Uh, kind of conflict with the Olympics, uh, which <laughs> should they, I guess should they go on? Should they go on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after that, um, the off season stuff uh, coming up. Uh, July twenty first uh, is the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. July twenty third will be round one of the NHL draft, and uh, July twenty eighth will be the RFA UFA signing period, uh, which will start at noon that day. So another uh, couple of important dates, as we mentioned earlier, because of the border restrictions. This season we'll have for the first time an all-Canadian division, the North Division, consisting of the seven Canadian teams, as we mentioned. So the league just announced today, actually, that uh, they're going to have sponsor names, which, you know, <laughs> they got to recoup some revenue somewhere, I guess. Yeah. So is is kind of uh, yucky that sounds. Uh, this is the way it's going to go. So the West um, is going to be the Honda West Division. Uh, here in the North, it's going to be the Scotia North Division, uh, the Discover Central, and the Mass Mutual East. So every team is going to play each other up to 10 times, and the top four teams of each division are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, when it comes to those uh, naming of those divisions, I'm just mm-hmm. sticking to the the Northwest, Central, and East. Yeah, time. I'm pretty sure most people are going to do that. Yes. Unless yes. Scotia Bank is willing to pony up some dollars, and then we'll use the name. I have no problem <laughs> using the name if Scotia Bank wants to sponsor us. So anyway, yeah. we'll wait for that call to come through. Yeah, um, and and when it comes to that uh, the schedule itself, I guess it's it's more like uh, it's going to be kind of like a baseball schedule. Mm-hmm. In that each team is gonna play each other two or three, two or three times in a row. Yeah, I think right? uh, so. for people that are not so far removed from the AHL, it'll be a little bit more familiar to them because they're going to be playing. You know, uh, we're going to be playing a team maybe three or four times, kind of in a row. 
um, back to backs and stuff like that to reduce the need for travel and such. So I'm, I'm already picking a dud game for the Leafs just so that. Okay. It's April 13th. I looked at the schedule, April 13th versus the Flames. Uh They're playing the Habs the night before. Oh, yeah. That's a a letdown waiting to happen because they're playing. So where is that? Are we playing in Montreal or here? But then we have to travel there. I think it's actually in Montreal, that one. Uh So they're going Uh from the Bell City. So that's my dud game. That's the only one when I was looking at the schedule. I was saying, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to give them that one. And that's it. (laughs) I did find, too, looking at the schedule, how they, they split up. Uh, our games with Montreal, like we play them a little bit at the beginning and then a lot more at the end. Yes. Yeah. So crafty that way. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I like, I like it Uh, at the same time. I mean, I'm going to miss a little bit of not seeing the, obviously like the original six teams and like Chicago's and, and the Rangers and obviously the top teams in the like Tampa and and uh, and of course our rivals in uh, in Boston, but um, you know um, we'll we'll see how it th- goes with this. What do you think of the idea that was floated out? I think it was Justin Bourne who floated out the idea, and I actually really thought it was very creative and will make things a lot more interesting. Of the having a Prime Minister's Cup awarded for the Canadian <laughs> division uh, for the North I, Division. I, I mean, there's I a President's you- Trophy. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. They, why couldn't they? Because I know like even in MLS, you know, for the Canadian teams, they have a certain trophy or championship that they play for. It doesn't affect anything to do with the rest of the league. And it wouldn't okay. affect, you know, whether or not they could qualify for a president's trophy. But why couldn't they have, you know, bragging rights for the North? What do you think of that idea? I, I heard that I actually didn't hear it to say that they were going to chart like what they're going to call it like mm-hmm. to say that there's prime wow. minister's yeah. cup or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's the thing is I'm pretty sure this is just going to be a one-time thing, unfortunately. Yeah. For which the, uh, makes it even better but, that they, you know, there's going to yeah, be they asterisks can, and may as well have something, some bragging rights with it. Yeah. And they can never take it away from us because we're hundred percent. Exactly. It's going to stay in Canada <laughs> forever and ever. No, I mean, it'll never come away from the leaves because we're going to win oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to win it. Right. And and we'll just have bragging rights forever sort of thing. Right. We can say, forget about your 24 Stanley Cup half fans. We got the Prime Minister's Cup. So there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, the only other thing that, that that scares me a little bit with this Canadian division is that because we've got a little less variety of the games we're playing. Um, and I think this follows for everybody in it is that I think you know, partway through the season, I mean, it's just not a long season. So, I mean, how bored can you get? But I'm I'm just kind of worried about the ability to ramp up once we're into like playoffs, for example. Like even if we say we do win, say knock on wood, yeah. we yeah. win the division. Yeah. Um, I'm just worried that I don't know about the quality of night in, night out competition if that's, do you know what I mean? I'm worried that the intensity, even though there will be rivalries, I, I don't know. That's I still, because I'm a, I'm a Leaf fan, This these kind of thoughts sort of creep in and it does kind of concern me a little that, you know. You see, that's why we have guys like Jake Muzzin and Joe Thornton now and Wayne Simmons. They're going to they're gonna all keep their head in the game. Care, 
take care of that. Yeah. 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 Like okay. even, even Muzzin, the quote today that he had, it was great. I love mm-hmm. it. He just says, it's time for this. It's time to make a, a big step with this group and push for a championship. He just put it right out there. That's what he said. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, just be vocal about it and you you just got to do it. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I like, I like seeing this Canadian division. So, um, yeah, and then there's the change the offside rule. Are you going to go through that? Uh, yeah, rule. so beginning this season, obviously, um, the player's skate will not have to be in contact with the blue line in order to be onside. So we're going to have hopefully a lot less of those uh, replays and uh, delays uh, what, to determine whether or not a, a person's skate was over the On line. The so line, like it yeah. can be lifted up. As long as it's, I guess, um, in line with it, um, they would still be considered on side. Which, I mean, God, that should save, give Austin Matthews at least another, I don't know, how many zone entries a game and how many goals. Yeah. Uh, he can definitely add uh, about five probably to uh, what he normally would get based on that. Yeah. Yeah, and basically, I mean, the perfect example was last night's game um, with Russia and Team Canada with the juniors. They had the they had the offside skate yeah. video thing mm-hmm. or whatever, and I was just thinking to myself, we're going to be talking about this tomorrow. Thankfully, they're changing this in the <laughs> NHL. We're not going to have this stupid video where we're waiting uh, ten minutes for the for the refs to do the call. But well, um, it's just going to be harder for the coaches to decide to make that challenge, right? Because it has to have to be very clear. Like right now, it's easier for them to try to make that call because they can see if the skate is a little bit raised, and then they will just they'll they'll call it. But now, like, you won't necessarily be able to tell as quickly. So, yeah. So another update um, with the with the NHL and and their fifty six game schedule coming back um, is the taxi squad. So every NHL team is going to carry a taxi squad of four to six players through throughout the schedule, and it must include a goalie unless the team carries three goalies on its NHL roster. So we'll see with ours if. Um, depending on what happens with the AHL. But, I mean, we have the three. Actually, we have Hutchinson as the protection. That's what it is. We have the four goalies now mm-hmm. sort of thing. So we should be okay in in, in that regard. Um, but if you want more information on the taxi squad in our show notes as well, you can find a link to a Sportsnet article that, um, that gives some interesting details about the taxi squad and how it can help with help us with the salary cap too. Sorry. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, so because um, players are going to be able to go up and down between games, four games. Um, plus, uh, I mean, we've already heard today that there's an injury in camp with Kerfoot. I uh, don't know how serious it is, but I have a feeling with the quick ramp up, there's just going to be a lot more need for that. And of course, um, coronavirus is always in the back of everyone's mind. So uh, we're going to definitely need. Uh, players available to be able to step in. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's quite a few changes to keep in mind for this upcoming season. And um, that's what we got for you on, on that segment. And the Leafs just opened training camp this past Sunday to prepare for the season. And there's quite a bit of change for Sheldon Keefe and his staff to evaluate and experiment with before opening night. So, Sil, Mm -hmm. who are the key additions for this training camp? So, key additions, uh, Wayne Simmons, uh, TJ Brody, Joe Thornton, Aaron Dell, 
Jimmy VC and Zach Bogosian are the notable additions. Yeah, and then the subtractions are Tyson Berry, Andreas Janssen, who, uh, well, Tyson Berry went to Edmonton, Andreas Janssen went to the Devils, and Kasperi Kapanen went to Pittsburgh, along with Cody Cece, our favorite guy. <laughs> he went to <laughs> Pittsburgh, so um, Sid can deal with him now. And um, Kyle Clifford is uh, gone to St. Louis, and then Frederick Cochier, the GOAT, Managed to sign a PTO with Arizona, so he's with Phil Kessel fishing down there. <laughs> so um, with Phil, our favorite guy. Yeah, so, um, yeah, what, uh, I mean, I noted here, first and foremost, it's great that everyone is healthy. And, of course, we had the first injury, like you said, yeah. with, um, with Kerfoot going down just today. Um, but, and that's where where we just talked about with the taxi squad is definitely going to be used. I have a feeling depending on how long that injury is like, obviously he's supposed to be penciled in as a third line center. So I would think Spezza might go up to the third line and then like Engvall or maybe Robertson um, could be one of the ones that go up to the fourth line, I mm-hmm. guess from the taxi squad, that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends on how long, uh, how long he's injured or, or Thornton could drop down as well. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. Yeah, that kind of thing. So um, because that's the other interesting thing that everybody is is talking about is the fact that Thornton is playing, was given the, uh, I guess, the wing position with Matthews and Marner, right? Which so, I guess that's, if you're thinking of what's like the the first standout thing of the first couple days, that's kind of the first surprise is uh, him being on the wing. Kind of reminds me, of the days when they first had Marlo and Marlo played uh, up with Matthews. So I guess it's the same sort of idea, <laughs> except that Thornton is like, you know, uh, uh, he's a quintessential premier passer, center basically. and premier passer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that uh, whole situation with him up there? Like, I don't, well, I think, Sheldon Keefe kind of confirmed it in his after the uh, after the first skate on Monday. Um, like he's going to be managing his minutes. It's not like he's going right. to be on the top line all the time. So mm-hmm. I personally think it's just, I mean, none of these new guys, like they all need to get adjusted to the team, right? They need to get right. adjusted to all these, all the n- new players that they're going to be playing with now. And I just think that they're giving him that extra time up there to kind of, for the power play, I think for more for the power Definitely. play. Oh, totally. Um, well, yeah, because like, if you think about it, they have a really short period of time where they can kind of see what these new guys have and where they can fit. So like, for example, even with the defensive pairings and stuff, like a lot of people are talking about how Dermot's been, you know, dropped down. Well, mm-hmm. they know what they have in Dermot. So I think they want to see more of these new guys playing up and playing in different situations because they need to see them and what they can do and how they're going to slot in with different people. So yeah, to me, that makes a lot of sense if they're, you know, wanting to see how like that, having them play together more is going to give them more chemistry on the power play than just, you know, for example, putting them in together on a power play or just practicing power play drills, right? So yeah, this so is going to give them like more sense of timing. Bit. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Playing regularly a little bit with the five on five, as long as, as you mentioned once, as long as uh, 
Joe can keep up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but I'm sure it's almost like um, I heard too. It's almost kind of like the way um, Jeremy Jagger played with Barkoff and Hu- Huberto mm-hmm. right. in Florida. Somebody mentioned that today. I, I was listening, and uh, and I he's he was the and Jagger obviously at that time wasn't the most quickest players either at that time of his career sort of thing. But he managed yeah. to. But he's they, if they're still quick with their mind. Yeah. And they can still yeah. do a lot, you know, because That's... they can make sure they're in the right spot and they can, you know, dish to the person who we want scoring, which is obviously yeah. going to be Austin. Yeah. The only thing that I wonder is how this will affect Mitch's game because, you know, you know, now you now have two playmakers. And I think the idea is if they're playing with Thornton, then you know, they want Mitch also working more on his offensive game as opposed to just um, just being the, the playmaker all the time, right? So they want him yeah. to kind of add that dimension, work yeah, on and, that. And the other thing, too, is, I guess, which we didn't mention earlier in our update, there is no exhibition games. No. Right? So this is why it's kind of like... You got to find the opportunity with these ten days or so, um, with these uh, with this camp. You gotta you gotta try and have your team set <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way, uh, pretty much to say this is what they're going to go with and have the taxi squad. And he and Keith has already separated those uh, two groups out. Um, and and yeah, and and I guess have some sort of set lineup like that, and then barring injuries and stuff go with that and and then make adjustments along the way that's all you can mm-hmm. that's all you can do and that's where like the depth is definitely gonna <laughs> definitely gonna be needed let's just say for especially oh, for sure. on, on the d but um but the mindset of the team um based on these the interviews we both listen to um all the like player coach interviews anything mm. stood out for you from from any of the players, I, um, I, have, I, I have a few. I just, uh, I feel like I I loved Simmons' interview. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just, he seems so, almost like a little starstruck a little bit. It was really cute, you know, how... Um, the the comments that I love. He just seemed like a young, like a young man, like just, it brought out um, that in him, you know, yeah. like just... Didn't I don't know. It was, it was, I love that. Said, didn't you love the comment where he said he, he looked in the glass? Yeah. And he, he said, saw- I still look good in blue. I know. I <laughs> yeah. love that. Yeah. I mean, these guys are going to add definitely a dimension to, to the dressing room for sure. Yeah. Um. So I love that. I, uh, yeah, definitely. I liked, um. I, I liked Willie's interview too. He is just, I was like, never change, Willie. Never. Yes. Change. Yeah. That's he has quite. The, <laughs> Just he's like, got quite the flow going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, so. yeah, I like Simmons as well. Like he also said another quote from him is, "It's an honor and a pleasure to put on the blue and white." Yeah. Like he he gets it basically, and and we mentioned that earlier with him and and Thornton being the the older guys that are um, basically from the area. Um, mm. And then the other one that was interesting was Frederick Anderson. I was just going to mention that too. So go yeah, ahead. Yeah, what were you going to say about him? Well, I was just going to say that, uh, I mean, he's, Freddie's Freddie's Freddie. And I 
I just love his attitude going in and yeah. how he just, he doesn't, um, you know, the cult the, that they tried to poke at him with the contract business and he's just not having any of it. So, um, for all accounts, it sounds like he's looking great and, um, and anyway, it's not November, so uh, <laughs> yeah. it should be good. Yeah, yeah. No, I liked his comment as well, the way he said, if he plays well, it's good for the Leafs and him. Yeah, basically. 100%. Right, mm-hmm. so he's looking at it in a in a good way. And in a way, I, I think too, like these other, having these new guys, like it has, yes, they were poking at him a little bit with the contract, but they... Yeah. I think the media was kind of diverted to all these little fun comments from Wayne Simmons and mm-hmm. and Willie and Willie talking about Rasmus Sandin and his uh, how how he said oh well he was training with me so he had yeah. to be good right <laughs> like <laughs> yeah I did find it interesting that you know not like I guess JT is JT yes so not yeah. much really came out of uh his interview as far as you know stuff that was like so quotable or whatever yeah um people are focusing on on like the new guys like you said um but uh but yeah he seemed you know like he came off sounding like you know a leader and um very it's it's very him that's just the way he is it's almost like he's I guess well, even I found even the setting. So he's in yes. his office, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So it's just it just kind of that sort of says it all, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. his uh, with his uh, golf shirt, and it just was very, you know, just really just very formal, conservative, basically, conservative. and that's just the and way he him. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, um, it did. Other- it made me smile so much though watching all of these guys. Like it, even when I saw like uh, Marner's interview, I mean he said everything that you would expect him to say, but I was just like so happy to to see them talking and you know talking about what they're you know thinking about for the season and and yeah. uh, excitement and all of that. So yeah, yeah, and I liked Keith's interview as well. So mm-hmm. like he put it out there that things are going to be different this season, like. And last year in a couple of our episodes, like we were talking about how he was trying to, I guess, make it more fun or whatever. And he said in this interview, too, that it is supposed to be fun, but it's not like a country club atmosphere, basically. Right. Like, you know, they're here for they're here to do something. And 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 he's basically so he put them through a bag skate a couple of times mm-hmm. once he, had, he once yesterday of the first day, he put it at the start of practice. And then today he put it at the end of practice. So Ooh, that's, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so he's yeah, he he's, said he wants to keep them uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So so I liked I, I liked well, that as well. And would you say like, God, like he's, he's ultra prepared. You can tell that he's been doing his homework all, all break long. Um, yeah. And yeah. he's, and I still like that he, he's obviously experimenting. He's not afraid to try different things or unexpected things. And uh, that's, I mean, that's oh, all sure. I can ask for. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And he's definitely gonna, in this schedule and because they don't really, I mean, we haven't played a lot of these teams in this North Division. Like True. we're, it's it's going to be new experience for well, especially for him. playing them as much as as we're yes. going to play them. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but he he's definitely prepared. You can tell that he has everything 
set for now anyways. And then, like we said, you'll have to be doing uh, the adjustments um, along the way. But what do you think about the, um, I mean, we talked about the Thornton thing a little bit, but with the line combinations, the other lines with, and the D pairings, like. uh, Mm -hmm. I think mostly the D pairings are as expected. I mean, I think the thing with uh, Dermot, you know, not really being in the top six I think that is, you know, they want to kind of light a fire under him. Yes. But I also think that part of it is just they want to see, they want to see the other guys. And I guess Lettinen, they definitely want to see what he can do because uh, by all accounts, you know, when they hire or or sign a European player, they're not signing them to (laughs) to come here and sit on the pine, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So they want to see what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that. Uh, Barabanov as well. Yeah. That's on the fourth mm-hmm. line that nobody's right. really talked about. But yeah, and I there's a lot of by all accounts, like he's he's impressed quite a lot as well yeah. with his energy yeah. and uh, competitive compete level. So that's and it looks like, that's what they're looking for this year, compete yeah. level. So and another guy that's similar to JT, I guess, is TJ Brody. Oh yes, he's very quiet. So <laughs> he's like the the de- defense version of him. I think mm. I think he had the least amount of minutes in his interview. Like I think he right. was like at almost three minutes. Everybody else was at least four or five. And he was like three minutes and just the way his demeanor is, that's just the way he is. That well and one of the things I loved about what he said in this bio, I think this is what he's like, is he's a guy that's going to defer. So he's all about making his teammates better. And so he had a lot of great things to say about Riley and even comparing him to Giordano and, and as far as how good he is. So if he could turn him into a Norris Trophy candidate like he yeah, did for his other that. partner, I'm cool with that. Yeah. So uh, I think that's how he, obviously that's a big part of how he measures his personal success. Obviously I can't speak for him, but you know, he definitely seems to, that seems to be a big part of his game. A big part of his mindset is uh, making the other people uh, that he plays with better. So, yeah. Yeah. So who are we most looking forward to seeing in the camp? Well, first of all, I'd be, I'm looking forward to seeing something. And I guess it seems like we have to wait until the games actually start because there's almost like no video coming yeah. out or anything, which I'm super disappointed with. Yeah. Um, but as far as I, obviously I am looking forward to seeing AM94 hit the ice again, because I think he's just I think he feels he hasn't said a lot about it, but I think he feels robbed last year because honestly, I think he would have pulled it off in the end. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah no, so, I don't think he would have got to 54 goals to uh, yeah, at least tie Rick Vibe's so. uh, record. But um, and the other thing is, is they haven't really talked much about what he worked on this summer. Mm-hmm. But I did hear too that he dropped some pounds as well. So oh, really, he got fit in a different way. Yeah. Oh. So I'm like curious to see what he what he has added to his game. Because it's always exciting. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm, and I'm looking forward to, I want to see Mitch, you know, um, take up on an, another level. I want to see all these guys on the ice for the first time wearing the blue and white. I like, I'm so, I'm actually feeling like already emotional just thinking about that. Like, I remember, you know, when we saw JT get the captaincy at the fir- very first game last year, that feels like friggin' a lifetime ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
it was emotional and it was emotional the first time he wore the blue and white you know when these guys come into the fold and it's um it's new for them and it's special uh you know i yeah. I, I can't wait i'm excited i'm i'm excited for that you know yeah well they're hoping that fans will be in the building i don't know and like in the mm-hmm. springtime, like Dubis said that in his uh, interview. But, I know, um, but it'll, if, I really think that the government has to do a better job with the vaccinations for that to be able to happen. And yeah. they're not yeah. rolling that out very quickly. But, you know, that we're talking about March, April. So maybe by then things will be, by, you know. By playoffs, basically, maybe. Yeah. What they're, with what they're hoping. But I'm looking actually forward to this line of VC with Tavares yeah. and Nylander. I had yeah. no idea how that he was that big a guy. Yeah. I had no idea. He's almost as big as, as Austin. He's a little bit more slight. Yeah. But he's like same height, almost the same weight. Yeah, because so I, actually... I just remember once he didn't sign with Nashville and he got traded to Buffalo, his rights and everything after mm-hmm. finishing college, like he didn't want to go and play for Nashville. And they traded his rights to to Buffalo. And no, then, it was I think he played for the Rangers first, and then he went to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but he was sought after. Like he was very like. No, a lot I know. Of teams, the Leafs wanted him too at that. Time. Yeah, at the time. So I'm interested to see what. Hopefully, they can build some chemistry there. And Willie said that, um, like, uh, I guess over the past week or so that they've been uh, chatting and and. And trying to just pick each other's brains about the about the different techniques that they have and and uh, ideas and stuff like that. So um, hopefully, it I guess eventually that they transfer that to the ice. And like you said, with JT Tavares, he uh, he somehow makes every player better. So I was just gonna say that. Yeah, you don't so. uh, you don't notice him that much, but he does all the work there in, in the center of the ice. Yeah. And um, if he could pretty much make uh, almost a star out of Matt Molson. I'm yeah. pretty sure somebody with the uh, intensity that VC seems to have and he seems like he kinda has a a lot of drive to prove something. Um, yeah, so I, I agree that that's definitely going to be somebody to watch there. Yeah. And then I was surprised about Dermot. Um, Mm -hmm. I know it's like from, I guess from what Keith was saying or kind of indicating, it's not like because you were here last year, um, like automatically this year, you're going to be in the top six or on the team sort of thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's doesn't necessarily always work that way, but, um, I just thought that he would be placed with uh, with Lettinen, I guess. I thought Bogosian would have been the the guy. I know they brought him in to, to play, but I just thought being the older guy that he would be more on the outside. But I don't know. And, well, and I mean, they may I, kind of trade trade games. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like- and at, at D, it's definitely, I mean, we saw that in with Columbus, like with the injuries and like, even like when we played Columbus and the injuries on defense, uh, that's, mm. I think the position that always you need the most depth at, um, For sure. to have that. So we probably will even see good old Marty Marinchin is still with <laughs> us. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we might even see him at some point in the 56 games, yeah. but, um, let's hope not too much <laughs> but, um, but yeah we we definitely need uh 
we need that that depth and of course Rasmus Sandin is uh another um kid that uh he'll he'll be in the in the picture as well he might get some some minutes too so um and by yeah, all so- accounts Willie says that he's put on some size and he's worked pretty hard over the center of summer so yeah he's working out with Willie so it's got to be yeah. good yeah yeah so yeah so let's uh get on with uh with our contest now um cuz it's i'm sure a lot of people are waiting um we're mm. but uh so yeah once again we want to thank the people at Summer Fresh for partnering with us for this contest so Summer Fresh their products are available you can find them in the refrigerated deli section of your favorite grocery store or visit summerfresh.com to learn more about their products and to get some fantastic recipe ideas Okay, so drum roll, please. And the winner is at Feist Laura. That's her handle on Instagram, at Feist Laura. You are our winner of our holiday contest. So congratulations. Woohoo, yes. yes. So we're going to DM you just to confirm all your details uh, of your prize. Um, it's actually a pretty pretty awesome prize. Oh, it's yeah. It's valued at about $80, <laughs> and you're going to get lots of cool summer fresh and leaf swag. So we hope you enjoy. Yeah, you'll definitely enjoy it. Uh, I guess you have lots of snacks anyways to yeah. enjoy <laughs> for, the, for the games in the future. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So... So, yeah, so, well, moving on. So, 2021 so far has started off pretty well. Hockey's back. And for our listeners, we'll be back again in a couple weeks because we're going to be starting our new schedule uh, going to two episodes per month. Yeah, so shout out to all of our listeners. Again, we really appreciate it if you could take a bit of time to give our podcast a review. Um, whatever app you use, most of you are on Apple, I believe, but, uh, there's also podcast addict podcast Republic, anywhere you can give us a review, please do, um, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, our handle is at LTL1917. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep you informed on what's going on with our Leafs. Mm -hmm. And we hope you enjoyed our show. And to help us continue with it, please buy us a coffee. We want to give a shout out to Nick Nass, all the way from Melbourne, Australia, for giving us a donation. Thank you so much, Nick. So go to ko-fi.com, K-O-F-I.com, and you can make a donation using our handle LTL1917. Find the link on our Buzzsprout website if you're looking for it. You can also email us anytime at ladiestalkingleafs at gmail.com. We want to thank you again, thank again our friends at Summer Fresh for partnering with us on our uh, summer holiday, our, our holiday, sorry, giveaway. Uh, we so appreciate their support. And of course, we do want to give a shout out and thank you to all our healthcare workers for everything they're doing to keep us healthy and safe. So yes, stay good. safe and well, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Later. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.